Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The RSPCA are calling for an end to breeds like pugs, French bulldogs, British bulldogs, flat-faced dogs competing at the popular Crufts show because they feel that it's making the breeds more popular and with so many suffering from breeding issues, the RSPCA say they've serious concerns about this. And I I asked if you're the owner of a flat-faced dog, I want to chat to you on the programme today about this. Jerry Boland is an animal rights campaigner um, and he's with me here in the programme today. What's your reaction to this, Jerry? Um, hello, Andrea. Well, my reaction is it's been a long time coming, to be honest with you. I would see I would see the flat-faced dogs issue as being kind of, in a sense, on the extreme end of the whole pedigree dog um, and the pedigree animal situation. As far as I'm concerned, pedigree dogs shouldn't be bred at all because there are thousands upon thousands of abandoned dogs needing a home. And the idea that anybody would be paying 500 euro or 1,000 euro or more for a dog because it's a pedigree dog that has been selectively bred to look a particular way in a cosmetic way is entirely the wrong way to be approaching dog ownership, if you want to call it dog ownership. So that's my, that's my main thing. The, the flat-faced dogs do, and it's, this has been known for a long, long time, they do have severe um, health issues, and they usually don't last, they don't live as long as most dogs would normally do, but certainly the flat-faced ones have terrible trouble breathing. Um, Not they, all of them, though, Jerry. I'm sorry? Not all of them, though. Well, most of them do. Um, like I've, I've, direct, um, I've, I've direct experience of a number of different dogs um, that are called, you know, bulldogs and pugs, etc. And nearly all of them um, suffer from breathing difficulties, some of them more acutely. Um, a lot of them have heart issues. Um, a lot of them have teeth issues and skin and ear issues. There's a lot of issues to do with them because they're being bred to look a particular way. And... Um, that isn't that isn't a foundation for um, for having a dog. Like as far as I'm concerned, I, I have quite a strong view on this. I I think a lot of people own dogs who shouldn't have dogs, and only people who know how to look after a dog and can provide for that dog should have a dog. And let's face it, a lot of people who buy these kind of dogs just because you know they look they're almost a fashion accessory. To be honest, okay. With you. So you you um, agree with the RSPCA know. on this? You think that the likes of the you know the Crofts show it's a hugely popular event that they should ban these types of breeds from competing? No question about okay. it. Okay, because we okay. have we have thousands upon thousands of dogs that need a home and that will not get a home. Like twenty thousand dogs, I think it is, or maybe more than that, will be put down um, in the UK. Um, because nobody is picking them up and giving them a home. And instead of spending maybe a £1,000 or £2,000 on a pedigree dog that's going to have huge health issues okay. for its short life. L- let me bring in Jerry as well. Stay with us. I want to get a couple of different voices on this today or to, to hear from people, particularly f- flat-faced dog owners out there, if you want to get in touch. Uh, Liz McCollum-Ryan is a vet. Liz, is it the case that all flat-faced dogs have breathing issues? Um, yes, hello. Andrea, thank you. Uh, I think the answer to that would be yes, nearly all. You, could, you know, all is a very um, uh, a very flat rate of putting things, but nearly all um, would be affected. You'd know really when they're quite young. So was there such thing yeah. as a responsible breeder, um, you know, like have, getting a flat-faced dog or a British bulldog from from a responsible breeder or owner that, that wouldn't have the, the extent of these problems? 
Uh, well, I think breeders breeders are there to supply a demand, and the demand is there because the you know the the shows demanded the public demanded these cute face dogs. You know uh, they uh, they want them. I mean, you look at the little French bulldogs, and the the problem is really that um, clients don't understand that the attractive physical look of a dog um, comes with huge health implications for the dog. These particular flat face flat faced ones. What are those and implications, with, Liz? <clears throat> well, as one of your uh, as your your last caller said, um, breeding implications is is quite quite a, a serious one. They're affected really from the start. You know, you do see it at quite a young age. Um, and you get, even when the breathing difficulties aren't that severe, you still get, um, uh, you still get them affecting the dog in every, in his day-to-day life. You can, in more severe ones, and in ones that have progressed to get a little bit, you know, to get worse over the years, you can get um, fainting. So the dog actually collapses. And the dog is collapsing because he hasn't got enough oxygen. I mean, that's really unforgivable because, you know, there is no reason a dog shouldn't have enough oxygen. Now, there are other reasons for dogs to faint, that, you know, neurological reasons, syncope, that kind of thing. But this is purely from a lack of oxygen uh, on, um, on, you know, uh, after a small amount of, of exercise or a small amount of, of stimulation. And the next kind of, the next problems you have then is with the buildup of this. I mean, it sounds pretty awful, but if you were sit there at your, you know, watching the television and <laughs> you're picking your nose, and suddenly you realise you can breathe a little bit more easily, your breathing has got improved. Now, that's not a very pleasant kind of image, but that is exactly what the dogs are are dealing with. Um, their nostrils are too tight. They, it's nearly have, like having a plastic bag in front of your face. It's not quite because you can breathe through it. Um, and then your the the soft palate is is far too long. The trachea is the trachea is is too narrow. And um, so, in secondary infections, you can get a buildup of mucus, um, and okay. that's creating more of a more of a physical barrier okay. uh, and disease. And then, in the worst cases, we end up having to operate. You have to cut off bits of their their nostrils. You cut off a triangle on either side. Uh, of the nostril to increase the air going in into the actual right. airway, and then we so cut their soft palate off. There's uh, obvious br- then from what you've described is it's the really are the breeding difficulties uh, there for 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 the animals. Sean yeah. Dimer is with us as well. Liz. Sean is um, Sean is actually a member of the Health and Wellbeing Committee of the Irish Kennel Club and an international judge as well. Sean, do you think this call for these dogs to be banned from Crufts is right? Um, I don't, and I'll give you a little bit of a background why. Um, of these dogs, only 15% of them are actually registered with the kennel club. So you're talking about a market, and as one of your callers there said, it's a popularity thing because of their cute looking, or a film star has one, people want to buy these. But of the total of that's, uh, that has bought and purchased, so the market is there, 15% of the maximum, 15% in any kennel club uh, right across Europe are actually registered with a kennel club. 
And in my way of thinking, and I think most people will recognise this, the people who register and show their dogs actually at Crufts and at our Irish Kennel Club shows, they are very dedicated in the fact that they recognise there's a potential problem. And they put them through all kinds of health tests to make sure that these dogs have a kind of free life and are well able to breed. So in my opinion... The Crufts dogs there, because they have that veterinary checks and all that in all of those breeds over there in Crufts, it gives the general public an opportunity to see dogs of that type, of that flat that can be relatively healthy. And it stops sending them all down the road with the black market, the puppy farmers, the, under, the underground type of, which will happen because they will fill the market anyway. At least gives this, this gives some control okay. where there's a veterinary check, where they're done tests. So just so clarify, on. Sean, for me, just so I understand yeah. this. So if I have a, a British bulldog and I'm bringing him to Crufts to compete, I'll have registered with the Irish Kennel Club in advance of that. And by virtue of the fact that I'm a member of the dog registered with the Kennel Club, there'll be certain criteria and animal welfare standards and stuff that a vet will have to sign off that my dog is all of this is in order absolutely but the it's only 15% it's a, only 15% you're telling me of people that do that that's all yeah and, and I can tell you this much that's a fact and that's data that's, that's not up for grabs that is a fact right across Europe and I mean, all you're doing, if you take away the people that are responsible, the people that are doing veterinary checks, that are doing tests and breeding tests and all of that in their animals, if you say they target them because they're easily targeted and you can see them, you, you drive the people who want to buy those dogs to the puppy farmers. Okay, so then and in Ireland, we have, a, we have a very serious problem where it's legal here for somebody okay. to have 200 breeding digits. So let me, so Jerry Boland, then on that point, to Sean's point, then basically this thing of um, having and flat-faced dogs at Crufts, maybe it's not a bad idea. It'll promote um, more awareness around responsible ownership. Well, Andre, the problem with Crufts is that it's, it's used as a showpiece for the industry. So even if what the man from the Kennel Club says is true, and I'm sure it is, the problem is that people looking at it don't know. And all they see is this big, big show, um, which is kind of emphasising the cuteness and I put that in inverted commas, the cuteness of the dogs, rather than emphasising the health and the welfare and the behavioural needs of the animals. So that, that's the problem. Crufts, it's a hugely profitable um, business, the whole pedigree industry. And, this in, and that, that is my main point. Do you think Crufts this should be banned completely? Oh, well, I'm an animal rights activist, so yes, but that's not going to go down very well. Like, I, I think what we've done with, with dogs o- over the, the decades and the centuries, we've infantilized them, to be honest with you. Um, like, entirely, like, huge numbers of the wrong number, of the wrong kind of people own dogs. And you only have to walk around any city in the world, um, you know, after um, people have finished work and you see people leaving their flats with their big, big dogs. The, you know, the big pedigree dogs, the fashion accessory dogs, and bringing them out in the lead for half an hour and then bringing okay. them back again. Sh- so, Sh- um, Sean, it's, it's, just, Sean, can I ask you just on, on that point? Like, when, when a dog wins a category, you know, this sort of the, the cute dog that wins the category, category at Crufts, my understanding, and correct me, if, correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's because they effectively have kind of exacerbated features. Is that right? Is Sean there? Have we got Sean? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, Sean, go on ahead, sorry. 
Every breed has a, a written uh, description of the ideal specimen, which obviously doesn't exist. But there's an, a description right from the nose right to its characteristics, its features, its shape, its all of those things. And that's what the judging has done, how close they are to that ideal specimen of the breed. Now, in all of those standards, there is a criteria in it that says any dogs that cannot function naturally and normally should not be getting awards and should be penalised. So that's in every kennel club in the world has that. So you're taking the easy target. It's like the guy who pays taxes. He's always the one who's hit, and the guy who never registered is never hit. So this is the trouble. You don't give an opportunity to, for the people to show this breed can be healthy if treated in the right okay. way. And the Cambridge study has done both testing which gives them an autumn. One thing I would like to say, if you don't mind me saying this, that the Irish Kennel Hub has brought an initiative in which is supported by the Veterinary Association of Ireland that all Bratzophelic breeds registered by the Irish Kennel Hub from the 1st of January next year will have to be tested out for health tests. There's three different tests to establish yeah. all but of sure that. Used to show the, prob- re- the problem is there's only no, 15% but I, but I of people the point, the registration. The registration that dog will be issued to that dog will say not to be bred from until these tests have been done. Veronica's on the line as well. Let me bring in Veronica because I believe, Veronica, you've two pugs, is that right? I do, yes. Yeah. So what's what's your view in this conversation? Well, I agree with what an awful lot has been said there. I think awareness with flat-faced dogs is a big issue because I didn't realise till I was going to the vets I go all the time that you could get their nostrils widened. I have one pug and they're saying short life. He'd be 13 in September. And I only got the other pug, his nostrils opened um, about four or five weeks ago. And he's like a different dog. And I think the vet actually said to me they're trying to raise awareness that when a dog is neutered or getting spayed, that they should get that job done on all flat-faced dogs. So I think that would be a great idea. So, so why did you go for a pug then? No, it was my son's pug. He's actually moved away. And all those years ago, like, there was no awareness of pugs or issues. And it's only the vet I found when he was walking in that, I agreed, the snorting, very bad issue. And I had a bigger dog at the time. And the walking was an issue with the bigger dog. So the vet said you can get this job done where you get the nostrils, the cartilage cut, open, widen the nostrils, not a bother on the dog. Like, he could go out walking for up to two hours a day if he wanted to. Like, and he's nearly 13. And the one I got done a few weeks ago, who was actually a pug I rescued in Cork a couple of years ago. Mm. And he's fine. No heart issues, no nothing. I think it's an awareness with a flat-faced dog of the issues they can have should be given to people who are buying them. They should know what they're they're getting into. Okay, I know you have the ones that won't do anything about it. Yeah. But I think it's an awareness issue. Yeah, like, Liz, you're still with us and you're, you're, you're Liz McCollum, you're, you're a vet. Like, is that, is it just that there's no, is it really that there's just no awareness when people are buying the dogs? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just know when I see a little pup come in, I just, my heart sinks a little bit. I feel a bit sorry for it because it's going to have all of these problems um, in front of it. And, I mean, as your last corner, corner, you know, she showed the issue extremely sensibly. Um, you, you cut open the, the nose and they can breathe. Now, you also have to take away part of the soft palate. And then you can have, you know, different degrees of tracheal collapse, that kind of thing. So getting the back end of things, um, it just seems a pity that you have to operate on a dog in order for it to be able to, to have a, uh, for it mm. to have a good life. 
But when you when the operation is done, it's normally very successful and they can live a long and healthy life. Anita's with us on the line as well. Anita, you've been listening to this today, um, the RSPCA calling on Crufts to stop flat-faced dogs from, from, from competing in the competition. Do you agree? Um, actually, I do agree. I don't actually agree with Crufts at all because when you actually go back and look at these um, flat-faced dogs, whether it's the Bull Terrier, the Boxer, the Pug, um, an awful lot of them, back in the day, they had longer legs or shorter legs, depending on the breed. Um, their faces weren't as flat. It's all down to Crufts in the beginning of wanting all these dogs changed to a specific way. Like it's form-driven selective breeding that has changed the shape of well-known breeds um, away from the, what they would have been, say, 50 to 100 years mm. ago. So dogs look entirely different, basically. Yeah, by exaggerating yeah. the specific features. So it does bring an awful lot of... Like the boxer there, for one case he used he would have had a longer face and he now he has a shorter face with the mouth um, going upwards and that that's what gives them their breeding problems they have skin problems they have eye problems there's the bull terrier he used to be stockier now he's mutated to have a warped skull thicker abdomen gained um, a tail chasing trait the poor pug and they had longer legs longer noses they made now that shorter legs flatter noses and like they're 50 51 more times to have narrow nostrils, 54 times more to have obstructive airway syndrome, 13 times more to have corneal ulceration, skin fold dermatitis. Like there's an awful lot of things and it's down to people wanting the perfect dog. If the dog, if the breed of the dog had been left away or should have been, they wouldn't have as many complications as they Mm -hmm. actually have today. And it is sad. Like I know people who do have pugs some of them are very healthy, but some of them they can't they can't walk with the breeding, they can't see properly. There's an awful lot of stuff, even with the bull terriers, the boxers, um, and it is all down to crust, I think, in the beginning of wanting this. Probably breed. celebrities, you know, or certain people, you know, if people have these dogs and they have a video of it on Instagram or TikTok and goes viral and people see it and it looks well and you know they're nearly enticed to, to go and to go and get one then as well. Sean, is there any way to encourage more people? Um, maybe now that weren't fully aware of this or the extent of breathing issues that some of these breeds can have, you know, to to, to go and make sure that them well, get, get registered, I suppose, with yourselves at the Kennel Club and get all these checks carried out. I, I think that's absolutely right. There's a need for a direction and leadership here to, to advise the public as to where to go and how to do it. And we need to cooperate with the veterinary profession and ourselves as council. And to say that kind of where we as kind of kennel clubs have exhibitions where we look for it. There is no question that we would encourage anyone to breed a dog that is not healthy. I mentioned to you earlier on the policy we're bringing in to make sure that dogs, brassophilic breeds from the 1st of January next year, they will be endorsed not to be bred from until they have these specific tests which have been developed by Cambridge University. Our judges have been instructed not to give any awards to dogs that have any type of disabilities like that. So there's a strong message coming out there with the support of the Veterinary Union and indeed the Department of Agriculture in Ireland for the Irish Canada to give a message out there to people that be aware there is problems, be aware there is a solution. And could I mention one thing about this idea of uh, uh, selective breeding? I can't remember Mr. Boland there who mentioned it. Jerry, yeah, Jerry's still with us. Yeah, go on ahead. Yeah, no, the, the, what I wanted to mention there was his mention about um, 
selective breeding and all that and his criticism of that. I would like to say to him that pedigree dogs, the reason that you have pedigree dogs there is that their specific breed characteristics will come through. That's what they're bred for that, to have specific breed characteristics. And that's why certain breeds of dogs are good at scenting out, are good at search and rescue, are good at field trial dogs, are good at guarding, are good at companionship, because they're selectively bred to have those qualifications. Do you want a quick reply, Jerry? This idea of a random random canine population worldwide. Okay, all right, Jerry, go on ahead. Well, from an animal rights point of view, the whole idea of selective breeding is purely to satisfy what humans want to get out of animals. And it has led down a horrible cul-de-sac, not just in the pet industry in terms of pedigree dogs, but particularly in factory farming, where you have chickens being, I know this is a different issue, but it's selective breeding, where you have chickens being bred to grow into these Frankensteinian monsters in about 38 days. Selective breeding is not the reason animals are on the planet. They should be able to live their lives in a natural way okay. as possible. The idea that we're, sorry, can I just finish All right, this no, point? I'm going the to have to that, just briefly there, Jerry. yeah. The idea that we're bringing animals and dogs into the world that we have to operate on immediately so they can breathe properly is preposterous. People should be going to a pound and getting an abandoned dog and bringing it home. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.